Thank you for checking out Real Talk Personal Finance. Shit's about to get real. Cashflow King with you today. And on today's Get Your Money Right segment, got life insurance? You probably do. But do you have enough? Maybe. Maybe not. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. We really appreciate it. On today's Get Your Money Right segment, I'm going to keep it pretty simple. I'm not going to rehash an episode I did almost two years ago. If you go back in the archives, I believe it is showing as March 7th of 2022, so about two years ago, depending on when the time it is that you're listening to today's show, I did a podcast on life insurance basics. And that's a show where I go through all kinds of stuff. I'm not going to attempt to rehash that, but I am probably going to pull just a couple of nuggets from that in today's Get Your Money Right segment. So the first thing I want to talk about, again, assuming you work for an organization that offers some sort of benefits and you are benefits eligible, you probably have some sort of what a lot of us refer to as group life insurance. And normally it's group term life insurance through your employer. And a lot of times an employer will give you a certain amount. There's some that will do a hard dollar amount. A lot of them will do one times your salary up to $50,000. And then if you want anything additional, you buy it yourself. And group insurance certainly has its place. And there's pros and cons. So you want to do a little bit of research about, you know, the group insurance coverage that you have. But in general, every five years or so, it's going to become more expensive because you're going to hit a new age bracket. And if you're generally a very, very healthy person, this might actually be a little bit more expensive than if you were to get an individual policy, which we'll talk about here shortly. If you're not as healthy, then it's possible that your group rate could be more competitive than what you might be able to get on an individual policy. Does that mean you should have one or the other? Not necessarily. I would make an argument that depending on somebody's situation, sometimes people need both. Personally, I have both. So one of the things, if I look at And I've actually made the calls to ask about this, our group life insurance, and I used to buy a lot more than I currently do, and I'll kind of run through a little bit of that here shortly. But I asked them about conversion, right? If for whatever reason I were to leave the organization, am I able to take it with me? And if so, what does that look like? Can I take this group term coverage and convert it into an individual policy? And the short answer is yes, but it's not going to be term. It's going to be whole life. Anybody that has listened to the Life Insurance Basic Show knows how I generally feel about most permanent insurance for most people. So I'll refer you back to that if you're not sure. Go back a couple years and you can check it out. But that wasn't something that I was personally interested in. So essentially, the group insurance in my particular case was beneficial to me as long as I continue to work for the organization. But if for whatever reason I don't work there anymore, that's not something I was going to convert to an individual whole life policy. So pretty much I would not have any life insurance at that point unless I had an individual policy or I went to work elsewhere and got a group policy through another employer. Okay. So again, I used to buy a lot more in terms of group coverage. And then I decided to go ahead and sell myself an individual policy. And that is, and there's different types out there. Again, check out the other episode if you want all kinds of, you know, examples and specifics and whatever. But I ended up selling myself an individual level term policy for 20 years. So 
if something happens within that 20-year period, that policy would pay out. Beneficiary would receive the death benefit income tax-free. The premium is, as the name says, level. So it's going to stay the same. It's not going to increase every year. It's not going to decrease either. It's going to stay the same for, in this case, that 20-year term, after which point it can change, right? And it's ideally there to cover a period of time when I would want the coverage to be in place. And after that, probably not as much of a need for the insurance, so I don't really care. And so when I did that, based upon our financial situation, I could look at the coverage provided by the individual policy and back into how much I still needed to have or wanted to have under the group coverage and make changes to that as time goes on and kind of manipulate that. So really, you have the individual sort of as your baseline that's there in this example for 20 years, and then the group can kind of fill in. And if there's a need or a larger need for insurance at a certain point, you can always ratchet that up typically every year at your annual benefits enrollment. And if there's a need that kind of dropped off a little bit and there wasn't you know, as much that uh, we desired to have, we could ratchet that down a little bit. And depending on how you do that, and there's different rules and multiples, there could be evidence of insurability and EOI that's required, but something to keep in mind. So for a lot of people, I guess where I'm going with this is you want to check and see what you have, obviously. But if you're married with like three kids and you have $50,000 of life insurance through work, and you think that's enough, I got a newsflash for you, bud. Probably not, right? So that leads into sort of the, the next bullet point, which I won't go through in too much detail, but that is doing a simple needs analysis. And I'm just going to give you a couple of nuggets and things to think about as you're looking at this, right? Depending on your situation, you're going to want to look at different things like are, you know, what's the financial impact? What is the economic impact if you were to pass away? Is there somebody else or other people that rely on your income financially? And if the answer is yes, then you're going to want to look at some different numbers, right? You're going to want to look at, okay, are there any large outstanding debts that are in place that we would want to have taken care of if I passed away? That would be one question to ask yourself, right? The other thing would be, let's say, you know, whether you're married or living with somebody else, you have a dual income household, let's say, and in order to run that household, it requires those two incomes, yours and the other person. Okay, well, what is the financial impact if you all of a sudden got hit by a bus and you weren't bringing in income anymore, right? What does that look like? And there's different ways to do it without getting too, too detailed. You don't have to take your gross income before taxes, for example. There's a calculation I like to do when I put all this together. I typically will take a look at okay, what are the lump sum needs in terms of the liabilities or debts that are in place? And then I'll look at something that pretty much a lot of people overlook, which is the continued income, right? When is somebody planning on retiring? Well, I'm going to retire in 10 years. Okay. Or I'm going to retire in 20 years or whatever the case is. Okay. How much are you earning? And then we will go ahead and try to, you know, get a net number from that. So maybe somebody, I'm just going to make numbers up for a second. Maybe they're earning $100,000 a year and we take about two thirds of that or 67,000. And that's the net impact or net income to the household, right? And then, you know, we can simply do a time value money calculation. If somebody were to pass away tomorrow, how much money needs to fall out of the sky under certain assumptions from an investment standpoint to generate the income that's going to be needed for those continued expenses until that person's planned retirement? And then also what is going to need to fall out of the sky to take care of things on a lump sum basis if there's certain debts that you just want to have gone and killed off? So there's a lot to think about. Again, there's general guidelines out there. I'm not going to get into all that today. If you want to go back and listen to the life insurance basics episode, 
The bottom line for the purposes of the Get Your Money Right segment for this week is to just simply take a look at how much life insurance do you have? Do you actually have a need for life insurance? All right, I talked to a client who his mom had a friend that worked in the life insurance industry and she was dead set on this guy getting life insurance. And after we talked about it, the bottom line is he got sold. He was sold some bullshit, dog shit, permanent policy that he didn't need, quite frankly, that he could barely afford, and he didn't even have a need for the life insurance in the first place. No significant debt, not married, no kids, no dependents, nobody that was relying on him. It was just something that his mom thought would be nice for him to have, and she just so happened to have a friend that sold life insurance. And I hate to say it, but that person was going after a payday on this guy. So anyway, stuff like that happens all the time. So you want to check and see, what do you have? Do you have a need for life insurance? And if you do, then get into and do some sort of needs analysis. And there's calculators online that you can do that with. We talk about it a little bit on the Life Insurance Basics show. If you meet with a financial professional, ideally you don't want to go to somebody that sells life insurance for a living because they're probably going to sell you the most expensive policy that they can in terms of premium because that's how they get paid. The larger your premium, the higher their commission. That's not everybody, but unfortunately, there's a lot of people in the industry that are like that. So you might want to go and meet with somebody that's a certified financial planner like myself or you know, online calculator or even some type of online brokerage that can shop it out for you And as long as you know what you want. But I would say in general, most people do not have enough. And if they do have some, And the reason they may not want more is because they're probably paying too much for what they have because in a lot of cases they probably have permanent insurance. And if you're not sure about the differences between term and permanent, please go back and listen to the Life Insurance Basics episode where I go through all that. Okay, But uh, for today or for this week's Get Your Money Right segment, action item or step number one, find out how much life insurance you have. Number two, what type of insurance is it? Is it term or permanent? And if it's permanent, what type? Okay. And then number three, do a quick needs analysis or reach out to somebody to help you do a needs analysis for yourself to figure out whether or not you actually need life insurance. And if you do, about how much should you have? Okay. Number one, how much do you have? Number two, what type is it? Number three, how much do you need? And then based on the answers to those items, You can determine whether or not you need more or if you need less or if you simply got sold and you have the wrong type. This would be a great way to find that out. Any questions, email the show, realtalkpersonalfinance at gmail.com. No, we're not going to try to sell you life insurance, but we're happy to try to point you in the right direction. Or if you want to send in, you know, hey, here's my situation. I'm, you know, this is how old I am. This is what I got going on at work. Here's how much I make, blah, 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 blah. We'll be happy to maybe do an episode even, and we won't use your real name, but we'll do a little example on a needs analysis even and say, hey, you know, this person wrote into the show and here's the numbers that they provided. If we were talking with them and they were a client of ours, here's what we would tell them to do and not advice, right? Information, education, entertainment. We're not trying to sell anybody anything except a premium premium membership. We appreciate that. But uh, feel free to reach out to the show. You know, if you get stuck or you don't have anybody um, to, to help you out with this kind of stuff, we're happy to be a resource for those that might need us. So always happy to answer questions. All right. Thank you guys for listening to the show. We will see you in the next episode.
Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. 